Hello, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me today around the fireside. If, like me, you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting stories in every subject. They're just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research for one short hour, and in that time I'll do my best to find a story that hopefully you and I can find enjoyable. So let's bring in the Wheel of Fortune style spinner and find out what today's subject will be. Right, okay, so today it's landed on the Retreat Halt Railway Station. So, as always, just to clarify, I have never been to the Retreat Halt Railway Station, and before today did not know anything about it. I'm just a guy who likes finding interesting stories and learning a thing or two along the way. So as not to keep you all waiting around, I've done the one hour research on the Retreat Halt, and I'm really interested to share with you what I found now. Firstly, as always, I think a bit of background is in order. Rail networks were central to the spread of the Industrial Revolution, and critical for nations to make the leap from developing nations to developed. Travelling on modern rails nowadays, it can be difficult to realise how railway transformed the world. It changed the landscape physically and culturally, putting those countries who embraced it to the forefront of technological advancement. Before railways, most people rarely travelled further than the next market town, maybe 10 miles at the most. Now, railways blew these behaviours out of the water, when suddenly people could easily travel over 100 miles, completing the journey in only a few hours, in these futuristic, metallic machines. Society was no longer constrained by natural means and could develop in remarkable ways. Not only could you move great numbers of people great distances, but this also applied to resources that you could use to build up parts of your country you wanted, or move supplies to areas that particularly needed it. Now, nowadays, we take this for granted. The instantaneous nature of society is probably here to stay. But if we wanted to identify a great leap forward that got us to where we are now, then the invention and wide use of rail networks is definitely one of them. Perhaps one of the more understated changes as well could also be one of its most profound. The rail network changed the expectations we had for how fast we wanted things to happen around us. The pace of the world literally sped up. And that was a massive leap then, and things have only kept getting faster since then. And just to give you an idea, the first railway in the world to operate freight and passengers was in 1821, 200 years ago, when George Stevenson built several steam engines to work on the eight miles track from Stockton on the coast of England to Darlington, 
to exploit a rich vein of coal they discovered recently. Rail technology progressed in leaps and bounds, and has spread across the globe. By the time we are able to get to the star of this toasted tale, like a lot of the world, Ireland had already laid a great deal of track. Now, on the 1st of November, 1936, the Retreat Halt Railway Station was opened by the Great Northern Railway, and it ran between Rich Hill and Armour, in County Armour, Northern Ireland. And on the same day as the railway was opened, there was a man in Italy called Benito Mussolini, who was describing his alliance between Germany and his nation as an axis. Now, if you know anything about history, you probably can guess now that things were beginning to heat up in the world again, and war was on the horizon. Now, a lot of things were about to happen in the next few years, but one thing was for certain. Railways were going to play a big part in the coming events. There are two events or points in time that I want to look at that railways play a big part of during World War II. And the first is Dunkirk, more readily known for the retreat and evacuation of British, Belgian and French troops off mainland Europe after the successful push by the German Panzer Corps trapping the armies at Dunkirk. Now, what happened next is why it is often referred to as the miracle of Dunkirk. As to ensure that the almost 340,000 soldiers weren't killed on the beaches, a hastily assembled fleet of over 800 vessels, ranging from tens of Royal Navy, Canadian and French destroyers, all the way down to hundreds of merchant marine boats, fishing boats, pleasure craft, yachts and lifeboats, were called into the service to save the troops. Once the soldiers were able to be saved, and were back on British soil, it's imperative not to have a large concentration of active military personnel hanging around with not much to do. This was especially as there were multiple nations involved, different languages, and also the emotions were so high among these people for the British, they had just taken a loss and had to retreat. For the Belgians and the French, they were having their land overrun by a foreign invader. Plans, therefore, were put into motion to move troops to military depots and camps as soon as possible. Now, to avoid problems, some were taken by buses, but the mass majority, almost 200,000 people, were taken on trains as quickly as possible. Now, the logistical challenge of this, of, of moving this many people, was huge. It required collecting almost 2,000 coaches, many of which had to be borrowed from railway companies all across the country, and an extra 180 steam trains needed to be brought in to be the muscle to pull the carriages filled with young soldiers. The trains were the unsung hero which prevented the miracle of Dunkirk from turning into a British nightmare. Turning now to the Eastern Front, 
where the railways were used by Soviets, and were imperative to their ability to continue the fight against the Axis powers. Not only did it allow Russia to funnel its troops, supplies, and military equipment to the front so as to combat the incoming invaders, but once Operation Barbarossa was in full effect, and Hitler's planned push into the Soviet Union was underway, the Russians had another way to use their rail network to good use. They of course destroyed their railroads as they retreated, meaning the Germans could not take advantage of them moving forward. Sometimes it seems that taking away an advantage of an enemy, like the railways, can be as powerful as having access to it yourself. Now sure, the Germans rebuilt track in order to advance into this country they were invading, but this was a stumbling block, and this, with everything else they had to deal with, added together and was another brick in the wall that led to their eventual defeat. Now after Germany was pushed back and crushed between the Soviet Union and the Allies in the West, on the 2nd of September 1945, the Second World War came to an end. Now, of the estimated 38,000 people from Northern Ireland who joined the Allies in World War II, I do have to wonder how many of them, when returning from the war, would have passed through the Retreat Halt railway station on their way home to their families and friends. World War II was not the end of the world's troubles and drama. The Cold War rolled in to fill the void left by the Second World War, and it was during this time when the tensions between the US and the Soviet Union were so high, where on the 1st of October 1957, when B-52 bombers began flying on full-time alert in fear of a USSR attack, and the phrase, in God we trust, first made an appearance on US paper currency, we find the same station that is the star of this podcast, the Retreat Halt Railway Station, was closed forever. And whilst we don't know the exact reasons why the Retreat Halt Station was closed, it probably suffered a similar fate to many other stations across Britain that were being closed and simply abandoned at the time. A lack of traffic and passengers, opting now for road travel over rail, with cars having a similarly great leap forward effect as trains originally did when they were first invented. People could now use their own vehicles and do whatever journeys they wanted, without the constraints having to go from station to station or be there at a certain time. People's expectations of travel had once again expanded, and what they wanted in life had changed again forever. And so, sometimes the price of technological advancement is the loss of a station like the Retreat Halt. Thank you for spending your time with me today around the fireside. I really enjoyed learning a bit more about the Retreat Halt railway station, and even though as a subject, didn't have much that I could use to find a story. It's one of those examples of being able to use something as a seed. 
and it allowed me to look into the history of rail and some historical times in between when this station was opened and closed where railways really had an impact in one of the greatest wars that happened during that time. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to know where you can find out when new podcasts are released, then you can do so by following me on Twitter. My handle is at podcasttale, and on there I post all new episodes and also any interesting things I find. So once again, that's at podcasttale. Also, due to each subject of my podcast being quite random and different, if you stumbled upon this one because maybe its subject specifically speaks to you or you're particularly interested in this, then I'd encourage you to listen to some other podcasts that I've made. They're all quite random and a bit out there, but I hope you'll enjoy them. If you'd like to join me again for another story around the fireside, then I'll be back here every Tuesday and Thursday at 6pm GMT. Your company will of course be greatly welcomed. I hope you all have a lovely rest of day, and I'll speak to you all again soon for another toasted tale by the fireside.